how much the Facebook post or the Instagram post leads to the actual sale, right? I think, I think, I think a lot. I think you're kidding yourself. You think a lot. Welcome to Cue the Mic. I'm Darren Worth. And I'm Randy Twyford, and welcome to episode 33 of Cue the Mic. Glad you guys could all tune in. Here we are, another another week gone, Randy. Another week and one more, just not that many more weeks left in the year, if you think about it. So everybody gets thinking about what they need to get done before the end of the year. You know, do you need to buy something? Do you need to sell something? Uh, you know, it's, uh, my accountant, I asked him one day, I said, do I need to buy something before the end of the year? Do we need to sit down and look at something? He, his comment was, do you need to, if, if you need to give me some money, that's fine. You know, uh, he said, it's just one of those deals you need to look at. Do you need to really get rid of money or not? You know? Well, yeah. I mean, we had the same accountant conversation last week and mine flat out told me he says everything you buy now is going to be at a 40 percent discount right so exactly. if you if you need it buy it don't don't spend foolishly but if you need it buy yeah. it because and that's exactly you're going to save 40 percent on your taxes but that's you know the exactly. stupid thing about that the stupid thing about that is every year we find ourselves paying every single bill that we possibly can that's due at the end of January, we get her paid so we can get all that expense into December. Right. Right. And then in January we flourish because we got, we got sales, sales goes down, but we don't have any expense. So we always have a great January and then we get to December and we do the same damn thing. It's just a cyclical cycle, but you know, we, my accountant said you, you could have worse problems, Darren, we could be having this conversation. You're trying to figure out how to pay taxes not yes. being able to pay taxes, right? Well, and the other thing of it is, is the whole deal, it's kind of like uh, cash rent on farmland. You know, when you get it, when you don't, you know, uh, do you get it this this year or into next year? And it's kind of like, if you get it into this year, you always want to make sure you get it into the, the same year, the next year. No matter what you do, you, you put those bills off into the, pay them this year, it's going to be the same as the next year. You know, you're going to be putting the bills into the next, into December of the next year, you know, so it really makes no difference. You know, <laughs> you're right. It it doesn't I mean, make any difference. It's just a game you play. We all hate paying taxes just because the, we watch the way our government just wastes it away. I agree. But, I agree. Oh well. It's part, it's part of the game. We're just lucky that we owe taxes, right? Exactly. Because that means we made that means we made some money this year. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, so what went on in your week? I haven't well, talked to you all week long, I don't think. Well, it's been kind of a different kind of a week. We started out the week uh we've been we had some caterings this week and uh we haven't had the food truck out. Again, the guys have been tied up with uh football well not football, but uh getting ready for finals and stuff. So they've been out doing some prep work. So we've had some of those that going on, but then uh, we were kind of <clears throat> gearing up for this coming week and we really didn't have anything going on. And then all of a sudden, everybody once started getting caterings done. And trust me, I'm not complaining. I thank God for it. And 
Uh, you know, it's like one day we had this week, we didn't really have much going on. And now we've got two days that we have two caterings on two days, which is, you know, pretty nice deal to have. And, uh, so it's just the flexibility, you know, uh, I, it has to be, I don't turn down caterings. I just don't. I mean, uh, when somebody calls up and they'll say, can you do a, I was going down the road the other day, great customer of ours, great, one of our old, great customers of ours called me up and says, hey, can you do a catering next week on Tuesday? And I'm like, let me check check my calendar real quick. And I thought to myself, why am I even checking the calendar? Because it doesn't make <laughs> any difference. It, it doesn't make any difference what we've got going on. I will figure out a way to do it, you know. And and it, and I shouldn't say it's not because if it's a great customer. If this was a customer that we had never done anything for before, and they called me and said, "Hey, is there any way you could do this?" We would figure out how to do it, you know, because you got to be flexible because it gets that business. Now, this past week we did do uh, a big event up at SIU School of Medicine, and uh, that was a little. I mean, took some logistics to get it done. But since then, we've picked up a catering since then. So it's the old deal. One catering feeds off another, you know, uh, especially in those big organizations like uh, the hospitals and stuff. Uh, that group, you know, they're like, they said, you know, where would you, where'd you get that food at? Well, we got it from Twyford's. So then they're like, well, maybe we ought to call them. So we're having, so the the Christmas party thing, we're not doing the evening Christmas parties. We're doing the noontime Christmas parties. And uh, now the week before Christmas, we've only got a couple going on. So I'm anxious to see what we get going on uh, if we'll get some more coming in that before that week. And again, if the weather's nice and finals are over, finals for the guys are this coming week, finals are over, and if the weather would happen to be nice we might drag the old truck out for a couple of days and uh do a little food trucking so a little food trucking so, yeah i mean bet. back to flexibility sales takes care of a lot of problems i was you bet it i does. had dinner i had dinner the other night with todd grantham who was one of the owners of shigs and pit barbecue in fort sure. wayne and and we finally had a chance to meet up and we had dinner together and we were we were talking about the business and he said they were just a little flat for the year, but still decent year moving along. And I'm like, flat, we're going crazy, you know? And it's just, it just, I don't know, it comes back to that flexibility and figuring out, we kind of brainstormed a few ideas back and forth about our businesses. Like we always do, like you and I do, like a lot of us do in the sure, restaurant sure. business, you know, there, there are no secrets. If you got, if you got something that works, the faster you can share it with somebody else, the more friends you're going to have in the barbecue business and the more people are going to be successful. And the better you can, and you can fine tune it because no matter what you do, somebody else can go, have you thought about maybe doing this to it? So everybody can fine tune it, you know, uh, get that other thing. So what have you been up to this week? Well, uh, so this has been a week of working on the system, not in the system. What? Right. That's so, not that's not supposed to happen. Well, so so I try and do that. I try and do that about one month or one week out of every month. 
Okay. Of course, we call that the trip to Florida. And people sure. think, oh, you sit by the pool all day in Florida. Sure, sure, sure. I, my toe has not touched the water. Okay. I have probably worked harder, Randy, this week. I've spent more time at this computer this week than I have the previous month. I mean, it's you don't, no just... question in my mind. Yeah, so we've been so 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 I've been sitting here. Sherry's been running around doing stuff and whatever, and you know she's kind of relaxing and whatever. But I've been balls to the wall because I, you know, I, I listen, you know, back kind of listened again to a little bit of our podcast, and we started talking about value. And my my mind as I had this meeting last week with my staff, and I mean that meeting lasted. I don't know, seven, eight, nine hours. I mean, it was a long staff sure. meeting, and I never have staff meetings. I hate them. Right. I just can't stand them. I like doing one-on-one, hey, 15-minute, 10-minute, let's get it out of the way. But I am not one to schedule a meeting. And before I came to Florida, I you know, did this big staff meeting, and we, we talked about that a little bit last time. But that carryover, I just had on my mind this whole value proposition to the customer. So as a takeaway from that meeting, I started thinking about Texas Roadhouse, right? And that's one of the things that got brought up in our meeting was the Texas Roadhouse kind of value meal. And I'm not sure what they call it, but they have a value meal where it's kind of like a dinner for four, right? And and it's somewhat went viral on TikTok and things like that where, you know, they'll give you for like 40 bucks or 50 bucks. I don't even know the price point. And it's not available at all times. They kind of, I think they adjust it as they need to, but you know, you get like four pork chops or four chicken breast and, and then you can get a, a garden salad and then a couple side dishes and some of them hot rolls with whatever. And you, and you just pick it up and it's so much and it feeds kind of a family of four. Okay. So that was my question. Is this this isn't an eat in the restaurant meal? This is a pickup meal, right? This is a pickup meal. This is okay. a carry out okay. only meal. Okay, okay. carry out only. So, okay. yep, carry out only meal. So, and I've, we've had a lot of conversations because we've never really had. We've had what they call the whole pit. So the whole pit <clears throat> is like a third pound of every meat, a rack of ribs, some French fries, three pints of sides, and it's like an eighty dollar meal. And that thing we say feeds six to eight. Well, shit, she can fit 10 people down and feed that thing. Sure. I mean, it's just, but not everybody's going to get burn ins, right? Not everybody's going to get whatever. So anyway, I started thinking about this value meal and I was trying to, I had my costing and my, and my um, market man, my inventory management system out. And I was trying to figure out how to make this work with barbecue because barbecue's just so damn expensive. I mean, if you think about for us, and we're on the cheap side, you know, a pound of pork's fourteen ninety nine. Well, if I'm trying to hit a price point of thirty nine ninety nine as my target, and fourteen ninety nine of that's going to be in pork, it's going right. to be kind of hard to get side dishes and salad and everything in there. So, you know, the more I thought about it and just just brainstorming with myself, I'm like, you know what? We serve comfort food every single day. I was trying to figure out how do I do chicken breast because I really don't have a char griller and how am I going to do pork chops? I could smoke them, but, you know, and, and then, but I got to smoke them before I get to, you know, I didn't want to have a bunch left over. Well, shit, we do comfort food every day. You know, we do on Wednesdays, we do a hot roast beef, you know, on a 
you know, we did 101 hot roast beef meals in the restaurant on, on Wednesday. Okay. And I'm not sure why, if it was. Now, were very many of those carryouts or were they mainly just well, in-house? Well, I, I really can't break that down. Okay. I don't have the, I don't really have a way to, bre- I don't think I do. I may have to look at that, but, but we did 101 meals. Normally we do 80 of them. We in the average oh. about anywhere from 50 or 60 for the, the least popular items to over a hundred for the most popular items. Well, I started to get my hands around, you know, we charge eleven ninety nine for, let's say a hot roast beef meal. And okay. that's our most expensive one to produce. So if you look at that from a food cost standpoint, but so eleven ninety nine, well, that gets you six ounces of roast beef. Well, first we lay down a, a slice of bread and then we put, um, a scoop of mashed taters on top of it. And then okay. we put six ounces of roast beef on there. We cover it all with gravy and then give you a big old six ounce side of buttered carrots. Well, you know, we've talked about bowls and how to get a smaller portion for people to eat. And I'm like, well, that's, that's 11.99 and 2.99 of that. That's a drink too. So there's not a better value in Des Moines or the Midwest. I don't think for the amount of food you get. No, I would serve an 11.99 meal. So, and years ago that started as a nine ninety nine because I wanted a way to have a, a food special that somebody could get a ten dollar meal every day, right? That was my goal right. years ago. Well, of course, price foods went up and everything's went up, so now it's eleven ninety nine. But I'm like, if I take away that drink, I'm at nine bucks a person, you know, from a sales standpoint. And I'm like, well, if I'm at nine bucks a person. And these are huge portions. I should be able to, for a family of four, they don't need four of these. They just need three of them because there's enough meat for, you know, I mean, that would be 18 ounces of beef. That's plenty for four people, right? A little bit more for dad, a little bit less for the kids. Almost a little over a pound. Right. And then I looked at the cost of a garden salad for us, which we serve a huge, if you can imagine a nine by nine clear container. Okay. When we serve a salad. It's full. That's a full salad. Four people can get salad off of there. Right. Or chances are, if it's mom and kids, you know, mom and dad are going to eat the salad and have a pretty damn big salad and the kids are going to, you know, have something else. So I started adding that all together and I'm like, shit, if I put this in and charge $39.99 and put this into court containers as a carryout deal, my food cost is a lot better than serving that thing if they all came to the restaurant. Exactly. Exactly. And so I went through every single one, except for the problem I had was when I got to cheeseburger, because we serve this cheeseburger on Tuesday and it's a great cheeseburger that we, you know, we take, we grind up beef and then we grind brisket, cooked brisket fat into it. And then we grind up some actually brisket, you know, I call it slicer crumbs or whatever into it. So we put that all into that burger and then we season it and re-smoke it. And it's a... It's like a nine ounce burger. That's some bitches. You know, it's a half inch outside the bun and it's an inch thick. Right. And I'm like, well, I really don't want to smoke smaller ones. And I really don't want to give four huge burgers out. And then I got to thinking, you know, one night in the middle of the night, I'm like, well, shit, it's Tuesday. What do I, well, hell, it's Taco Tuesday. There you go. Right? There you go. And we serve tacos. So, you know. Right now, we put a third pound meat over three tacos. It's way too much meat for the taco. It actually is way too much. Well, hell, if I put an ounce and three quarters of meat on each taco, 
I could give them a pound of meat. I could give them 10 taco shells, 10 street taco shells. Right. Um, they could have the onions, the cilantro, the cheese, the salsas. They could have all this. I could give some chips and queso um, enough for, to you know, a big nine by nine to go container with queso. Right. And then I could put a salad with it or maybe I'll do Spanish rice and there give them go. a quart of Spanish rice to go along with it. And now all of a sudden, now I get a, a meal for thirty nine ninety nine that I can still feed the that entire family. So, still at that $39 point. I, I, I still like that price point because, and, and my, th- I thought of this last night and I do a lot of thinking as I sleep and my mind never shuts off. But um, I was sitting there thinking about taking this hot beef special and I was going to go buy, take my hot beef special and market it. Here's thirty nine ninety nine, and here's what you get. And then I was going to go buy all the ingredients to make that from scratch if I were to make it at home. So if I give you a pound of, of if I give you a pound of um, a pound of hot beef, we make ours out of brisket. Okay, right. so I could go buy, I could go buy two pounds of brisket. Right. At, at the store, I could go buy the potatoes and the butter and the cream cheese or the, you know, the heavy cream to make the potatoes. Right. And then I right. could, you know, make some dinner rolls and whatever. And and I guarantee that'd be a fifty or sixty dollar grocery bill. Yeah, when but you can I have think it that would be. For you for 40 I think bucks. that would be. I think from a marketing standpoint, that would be a good thing to do, is to have that and say, you know. Thirty nine ninety nine, and instead of just shooting out a shooting, you know, uh, an idea, be able to say a seventy dollar value for thirty nine ninety nine, you know, and so you know instead of just blowing, you know, pulling it out of the air of what well, and you, that's what, Texas, what you think, and that's what Texas Roadhouse does, you know. So so they say they market it as, hey, if you were to come in and buy a grilled chicken meal. And now times four, you save fifty percent over what you'd pay in the restaurant. Yeah. By doing this. Right. Now for us it's easy because you're cutting away the soda. Now there's a lot of profit in the soda. Sure. You know, we charge two I think we only charge two forty nine for a soda now that you think about it, but we're probably the cheapest on that in the county too. But but so we do that, you know, you take that away, but you could market that as, hey, if you fed your family four of these you know, it costs fifty bucks, whereas thirty nine ninety nine out the door. I still think you're better off going to the grocery store, getting all the parts, and putting it together, and being more realistic about it. And the time, and the, you know, I don't everything. But I, I think, what, whether it was a chuck roast or a brisket or whatever, you could buy a two pound chuck roast. Well, hell, that's six seven bucks a pound. Right. By the time you get done, that's fourteen dollar. You know. So I think you're better off going and getting the parts and and putting one together and keeping costing that out and and having you know so that way you aren't blowing smoke up somebody's ass you're you're able to say here's what the actual cost of it is if you go to the grocery store you know right. and and market yeah. it that yeah, my, way Right my my one last piece to that is is trying to find the damn dinner roll now you remember when we were kids, every dinner roll you ever got, if you ever went out to a restaurant, you know, the dinner roll that's kind of the yeast roll that's dark on top and fluffy. 
Well, dry. I don't want to make that. I can make it, but I don't want the labor associated with make it. Well, I'm trying to buy that yeast roll through the distributor because if I could buy that by the dozen, every one of those meals, I could just flip off six of them, keep them in the freezer, put them in six packages of six, and just put them in a bag, keep them in the freezer. And when somebody orders something, I take them out. And by the time they got it home, it's going to be thawed out, ready to eat anyway. Have you ever tried those Sister Schubert rolls? Sister Schubert. No, because yeah. I was looking for it. I was going to look at old, my buddy, old Vinny. He always yeah. used to serve a roll. So it's Sister Schubert is a yeast Sister, roll? Yes. Okay. Uh, you That's know why what? I do I these podcasts, Randy, so that I learn shit. I know. And uh, now I don't know whether they're a yeast roll. They're not a tall roll, but they're heroin. They're friggin' heroin. They're I mean, heroin. Yeah, they really are. Them some bitches are nothing but flat ass good. And uh, they're but a they're frozen. But they're not a take and bake either. Uh, no, they're a frozen bun. You just throw them in the oven, heat them up, and uh, you could take and just put take them home and and put throw them in the oven and heat them up. Well, yeah, but I don't want anybody to have to turn on their oven. I just want to feed them a roll, and if they want to throw it in the microwave for twenty seconds and heat them up, fine. I don't want I anything that has do... to be baked. I don't. I think you could get by with that. Yeah, but Sister Schubert. Yeah, Sister Schubert, I, I, I gotta, got that. I got, I got that duly noted. I gotta try. I'm cooking some this afternoon for a catering tonight. I'll set some out and see what happens to them uh, if they don't. Uh, if we don't put them in the oven. Yeah. And 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 take a picture of them because I always got to have a picture. I know. The other thing so, I I thought about doing was you put honey you know, on those bitches and they're, you put honey on them bitches. And, oh, 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 oh my god. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Not, I, we don't, that doesn't get into, that gets away from food costs. That's just extra, you know, so. <laughs> no, honey's 15 cents a damn pack. Crazy. But it's, I know that. But it's, but it's pretty damn good, so. Yeah, it's, it, the other thing it. I thought about doing is I've got a, I've got a way to get Martin's potato rolls. And if you've ever been to Florida or the South, Martin's potato rolls are like the, the Martin's bread and, and buns and, Everything is just like the top of the line stuff. Okay. It's, it's like, and a lot of, you know, we got a burger restaurant in Des Moines that serves stuff on Martin. They market it as Martin potato rolls and it's good. And I've tested some. And now that they got that conduit, they're dinner rolls. And I think I maybe just answered my question because I could get and serve it with Martin potato rolls. And that would be like, people go, where? It'd be like Sister Schubert. Where in the hell did you get these dinner rolls? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. Interesting. So I got a lot of thinking done. I got a lot of appetizer combos. I didn't get any barbecue combos done because barbecue is so damn expensive. I'm not sure I want to serve it in a combo. Right. Um, and I probably need to get a couple combos out there, but got some good appetizer, pick three, pick four, you know, because we're so used to serving appetizers. You know, we're not a full service restaurant, so you don't get your so appetizers ahead where of time. Where are you going to, where are you going to, you're going to serve your appetizers in the restaurant or are those takeout? Well, we do to, we do today. We do wings and we do wing and rib oh, okay. baskets and we do okay. cheese curds and fried pickle chips. And we have all those appetizers. The okay. problem is the way our kitchen works, you order at the counter. So when you get your pickle chips delivered, you're going to get your meal delivered the same time. I just, there's okay. no way to really throttle that. I mean, there is, but I've decided that I don't want to throttle it that way. Okay. Um, so 
But the problem is people want to try different things. Like they're like, they want to try our egg rolls, but they want to try, well, there's four or five egg rolls in an order, or they want to try the pickle chips. Well, there's a bunch or cheese curds. Well, so I started going in and saying, well, I don't have to serve egg rolls five at a time. I can serve sure. three egg rolls, sure. which then brings the cost down. So I was able to get, hey, pick any three of these for fourteen ninety nine. Pick any oh, four of these I see. appetizers I see what for you're saying. right nineteen ninety nine. And then I just right. got to figure out a way to figure out a way to mar- you know market it type thing. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I like your value meals. You know, you got a good idea and everything, and I I see big opportunities but how are you going to market them i mean who that's who that's always who are, that's who, always the question randy who who are you who are you targeting these meals to you know Mom. Who, who do you exactly that lady that goes and picks up the kids at, after school and uh picks up the kids after school and is coming by, comes by the restaurant before she goes home that's the person, in my opinion, that you're gonna you're going to you're gonna be going after for the for these meals. So, and, so, uh, so Randy, you're you're a lot you're a lot better at marketing than I am. Okay, no, because I don't know about that. I, I, no, no, you're really good at marketing because I don't spend a lot of time. I mean, I hire some, you know, I hire social media marketing done and and stuff like that, but. You know, the things that you do, I just don't devote enough time to marketing because I spend most of my time on how to improve, right? right? Because I'm all about cutting deals and doing things. You know, it's like we sat down the other day, Sherry and I, and she goes, what'd you do today? And I said, well, you know, I negotiated this rib deal. I got it in, you know, they they wanted it for two forty nine a pound. Um, we, we threw a buck 99 and they bit right away. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I should have. I should have offered them a buck forty nine, and they probably would take it. But that took my ribs. You know, I bought four hundred cases of ribs at at um, seven bucks a piece because a big three and a half pound rib. So I bought ribs at seven bucks a piece. My normal rib cost is a smaller rib at nine bucks a piece. Hell, I saved two bucks a rack of ribs times four hundred cases. I got to do the math again, but I got two bucks times four hundred cases times fifteen ribs. That's twelve thousand bucks, just one negotiated deal. So that's yeah, my life. Go. That's where yeah. I'm. That's where I spend my time sure. because we do such volume. I'm able to cut a lot of dollars by just changing one little thing or negotiating a, a one little thing. Makes a big difference in, in your, with the volume that you guys are doing. Exactly. So, <clears throat> so for us, marketing. You know, we fill up the place every day. So it's right. not marketing's not a. I don't want to say it's not a necessity for us, but it's not the top of our list. But for you, sure. being a smaller business, it's probably numero uno because yeah, it is. You're not going to buy enough volume to be able to negotiate no. twelve thousand dollar things. So you're no. all about sales, right? Ex- exactly. That's all. That's that's my job. That's our well, uh, many of. But yeah, see, like that. And, you know, I mean, there's going to be people disagree and uh, agree. There's going to be some that agree and disagree. And, you know, I really don't give a fuck what if they disagree with me or not. I just know what's worked <laughs> for us, you know. And uh, we've built our business on Facebook and Instagram on social media. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, when we I think I was just thinking this morning, first of the year, I think we'll have been in business either 14 or 15 years. 
Yeah. Which which is scary. Well, yeah, right? I think I think before that, Randy, because we opened our first restaurant in 07, and I think you beat me to the punch because you got fired first. No, 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 no. You got fired first. You didn't? No, I got you fired went first. first. You got fired first, and then I got fired the next year. So how many years have you been in oh. business? How well, many we years started, have you been in business? Well, in the, in the driveway, 06, but 07. So Officially. next year will be... Yeah, 07. So we started in July 4th of 07. So next year would be 14 years, right? No, so 17 years. So we're at, we started officially, we were in the driveway and, and in the garage. And then we finally decided to get an LLC and stuff in January. We decided I wasn't going to go back to work in the hardware business and the paint business. And because somebody talked me out of it, wonder who. And thank God, thank God, and because uh, it was kind of like you might as well join the troop if we all go, if we go down, we'll at least both go down at the same time, you know. And uh, so no, you went first, and then I went, and then uh, uh, so I think we'll be down. We'll be we went at no eight, so I think oh eight was when I got the the big axe. So, yeah, so I think sixteen. It'll be sixteen years for you next year. So, so sixteen years. The first of no first of January is the official date. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, so that's when social media was really kind of cranking up and going. And so that's where we really started doing our stuff is with all the social media. And uh, you know, I kind of I use this term loosely. I kind of call myself the prostitute of barbecue. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, because my feeling, because if you aren't pimping yourself out, nobody else is, you know, so, uh, you, you gotta be out there in my opinion, talking about yourself and talking about on Facebook and Instagram. And that's where I would go with these value meals. I would go with the Facebook and there's so many things. Facebook has gone and, and there's people that know a hellacious lot more about it than I do. But I do know, and we've done some of it, of the target marketing, of doing target marketing of, okay, we want to target uh, people that drive certain cars and have so many kids and uh, of a certain age group. And target those type of people. Now, I've got a wife that says that's all wrong and stuff, but she still cashes the check. You know, so I mean. <laughs> it, uh, and does half the work. Yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's so much target marketing and, you know, getting somebody and a lot of that stuff you can do yourself. You, you know, there, you just got to get out there in Facebook and do some digging and stuff. And you can do, I think, now I'm not sure, but, you know, you can do a lot of the same thing on Instagram. One of the things that really fascinated me, and we've done some of it, it's called geotagging, where you take and you could take and put a geotag, geofence around your restaurant and say, okay, Everybody around your in this certain area is going to take and get Facebook or Instagram message or, or a post. They will get posts from your from from you because they're in your geotag area. 
So instead of, cause if you send it, send something to me, it really doesn't make any, it doesn't do any good. But if it's, if it's right. that, and, and you can try to target that uh, soccer mom. And that's the other thing, you know, you get, try to get the soccer moms and stuff like that. But you know, uh, you could try to get her, if you don't get her, you may not be able to get to her, but if it's in that geotag fence area, you may be able to get her. Now I know there's going to be people that's just going to eat me alive because there, there's a lot more to it and stuff, but this is just what little bit I know. And I've picked up, uh, that's why it might be a good idea. You know, it's worth your money to hire somebody good to do some social media for you. I mean, uh, there's, there's people out there who'll do it. There's people out there that'll just fuck the hell out of you too. That'll steal you blind. And so, I mean, uh, been there, done that, you know, it's like they're, they're going to charge you $500, $1,000 and you're telling them what to do. So the best thing to do, in my opinion, is talk to some other businesses and find out if they're using, uh, social, somebody to do their social media. Uh, and the other thing of it is, is remember a social media guy does not have to be in your town. They don't have to be like, I've got a guy that does my social media and he does a really good job. And I mean, if anybody follows us, you see, they do post they're I'm not doing the posts. They're doing the posts every day. They're doing the hashtags that people will pick up the hashtags. That's another thing is, and there's, I know there's two different, uh, 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 thoughts on that. Some people say hashtags aren't any good. Some people say hashtags are. Um, but these guys do the hashtags. They do the postings. Uh, there's also thoughts on uh, that the algorithms on Instagram, if you post more than once a day in a regular post, it'll knock you down this. You won't, you'll get knocked down the algorithm some. And so you aren't picked up as much. But if you post more than once in the stories, it'll pick you up and it likes you and it gets people. The more you can get people to hang up, watch your stories on uh, in Instagram, then the algorithm likes you. So it's going to pull you up more to the front. I will tell you. Uh, and they told me this, that that if you they want to get me in as many stories and posts as possible. And back years ago, we used to do a TV segment, a local TV segment every about once a month or twice a month where I would do a three minute cooking segment. That was the best. That that's, that's why we're where we are now because of doing that. that it was a freebie deal. And I would go on there and do this cooking segment and uh, it was the best advertising we ever did and had a blast doing it. And it got us more publicity than ever than anything. But anyway, can we get, can we get back? Can we get back to the soccer mom? Oh no, no, it's easy now. Easy now. <laughs> easy now. Easy now. But you, you know, it, it, you know, it's it's funny, Randy, because you know we had Emma, who's still behind the scenes here, and right. so we got to talk nice about it, right? Because sure. she's otherwise she'll blurp it out as she produces this thing. But you know, we had in house. Emma did it for me. You know, and she just she had the pulse of the business. And so when when Emma decided she wanted to move on to bigger and better things and work from home with her, you know, now I can watch her Instagram feed all day long with her dog on her lap working, you know, so that's right. her 
you know, I mean, that's what makes her happy, right? I don't want to stay at home. But anyway, um, so I went and found out that I thought Porky Butts in Omaha did a had a really nice social media thing. And and so I investigated and went and met with them. And, you know, that's who I've hired. So I've got, you know, I've got 316 Strategy Group out of Omaha doing my social media. Now, ha- does it have its challenges? Yes. You, you just know, started. I, I noticed you like, just started. We, we just started we with it. just started. Where Emma always had, Emma was always after me about content because it pissed her off so bad that she'd come up with all these great ideas and she'd post and it wouldn't get any likes. And then, then I'd post something with a picture of me in it doing something. Bingo. Bingo. And, 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 and oh my God, it'd just go crazy. And she'd get so pissed at me going, what in the hell? You know, and then she understood it. But so the same things, you know, the same things going on. The, the only issues we have today is, you know, the new company, they're doing new graphics. So it's a newer spin. People probably have noticed. Um, it's just a, a, a different look, right? And they have a different methodology and they've got a lot of SEO optimization in the background and all this stuff you talked about. Um, but like last week, you know, we're on the Crafty Mac and we get this thing about this Smashburger Mac and it was a really nice done post and whatever. Well, we don't have a Smashburger back anymore. But no, we didn't know that. They didn't know that. I knew that. Exactly. I, I didn't even know that myself. That's your, to tell that's you your truth. fault. That's 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 my fault, you know. So now I've taught them to go out. If you're going to promote something, now go look at my takeout menu on Toast, so you can see live what's going on. So if if this is out of stock, then then don't promote it. But like they did a delivery thing. They did a really cool graphic about delivery for the Crafty Mac, and I said, "Wow, this is really cool. I'm going to click on the link." So I click on the link that goes to the website, and then I. I hit the delivery button and it went to delivery.com, who's a company that we don't do business with any longer. And so I'm on the phone with Emma, even though she's got a real job. Uh, I'm on the phone with Emma saying, hey, how do we get this fixed? So she's Emma's doing a little side work on the behind the scenes, trying to sure. clean up our act about. But, you know, sometimes I wonder how much relates in our market, how much the Facebook post or the Instagram post leads to the actual sale right i think i think i think a lot i think you're kidding yourself you think if a it lot does. See, i think it does see, see i was i was thinking it's probably not as much as word of mouth i was trying to think as you oh, talk oh, about oh, the soccer oh, mom oh am oh, i better I think, to, am i better have it a sign up as they wait to unload kids at school or do oh, i have I, somebody I, out there handing out flyers hey here's here's our daily special boom 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 you know, oh, place I, your order I right think, here and pick it up after school. I think I I think your word of mouth is is the the best. Word of mouth is the best. But I think the social media and the word of mouth they go so hand in hand. You know, you get people yeah. talking. You you the social media will get people talking about it, and the nothing. I I mean, it's like a gold mine when you get somebody uh, posts on their Facebook page that they got something from you and and it was good and that and uh and and as far as the learning curve goes uh like we use a company in Springfield called Hype Media and we've been using them for probably about 8 months now and in the beginning we stumbled a lot i mean it's i would go what what the hell are you guys doing you know i wouldn't say that because <laughs> i was nice 
but right, but right. they no, they figured would, they but... figured it out what they're doing what they're doing but one of the things that they said and it, it I've noticed if I'm in a video especially a video if I'm in a video the uh the interaction with it the uh uh people looking at it saying they like it whatever goes through the ceiling and right. and we used and we used to take I I say we I used to take and do videos just about every day when we were out with the food truck I mean and some of them were a little out there and stuff but uh, no I think word of mouth is your best best bet I don't know whether uh going to the uh baseball game and handing out flyers is the best thing because I I think I just don't like that I I don't think that would get good but uh, and that goes also, and I'm sure you get hit up about wanting to put advertisements in this uh, flyers or in the uh, the program for the volleyball teams. And, you know, they're going to have a volleyball tournament. Do you want to put an ad in there? I, I'm not a – me personally, I'm not a big supporter of that. We, we, we don't do – we have zero advertising budget. From uh, so I, I I'm not I turn everybody down. I don't want a newspaper article. I'm not going to be in your golf course or your church bulletin, whatever. Right, I'm just right. I'm just not going to do that. Now, the one thing we do do at the local high schools, we are on we are on the big football scoreboards and we're on the basketball scoreboards of most of our local schools because if right. somebody's coming in from out of town, you know. They see that. I think that leads to stuff, but marketing's always perplexing to me. I don't, it, it's not my strength. I'll be the first to tell you it's not my strength. I'm an operational logistics guy. I'm a process improvement guy. And so I've always, you know, like with Emma or with 316, I've kind of just trusted them to make it happen. And I know right. that the whole personal video thing is a huge thing. And they've done a lot of that with Blaine over at Porky Butts. Haven't done a lot with me, um, but we need to do some stuff. Like right now, I, I'm out, you know, I am cooking ribs. So I'm sitting at, uh, we went to our next door neighbor's house yesterday for a little happy hour. And he says, we started talking about barbecue. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing ribs. My my daughters are coming over for Christmas and we're doing ribs. I'm like, Really? what are you doing for ribs? And he goes, Oh, they just love my ribs. And I said, what do you do? And he goes, well, I, I put them in the pot with some beer and I boil them for about 45 minutes. Oh and my. then I take them out and I put them on the gas grill and I put that, what's that Casey masterpiece? Yeah. He puts the Casey masterpiece on there and they went crazy. And of course I'm thinking to myself, friends don't let friends boil ribs. Exactly. Right. So th this morning off I went you know, because it really the only place down here in Florida that I could find was Walmart to go get ribs. And they had the old Smithfield extra tenders, which I haven't cooked in quite some time, but sure. cause you just can't get them in Iowa. But went and got five racks of Smithfield extra tenders. So I'm, you know, going to cook two racks for this neighbor and two racks for this neighbor. And then we're going to cut one up and take it to happy hour today so that uh, make sure they could taste that. Cause I'm going to go, Hey, if you don't like the taste of them, then give these other ones away to somebody else. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be better than your boiled. Yeah. Then the, the beer boiled your, ribs, your it boiled ribs. And he probably did the baby back ribs. Cause that's what the world does versus a really nice St. Sure. Louis ribs. So sure. Yeah. So I've got, I've got ribs out on the smoker today cooking and I haven't cooked down in Florida in a while. So kind of nice to be able to throw just ribs on the pellet cooker and 
kind of look forward to. I should have put salt. I should have put salt and pepper on one of the racks because that's my way of doing it. But yeah, that's good that way. But so, I think I yeah. think your social media people uh, targeting that soccer mom, uh, that that person that is on their <laughs> they're on their way home from uh, picking gonna, the kids you're up. Gonna, from, you're gonna make it. You're gonna I, make I don't it think there? so. I don't think so. I got. You don't think so? Room. I'm gonna have. To, I'm, am I gonna have to get Emma back on? Yeah. If I don't get over this goddamn cold, uh, <laughs> if. Uh, <laughs> But I, I think that soccer mom is is your key person for that. And I think if you can get three or four of those ladies on a regular basis coming in, talking they're going to tell they're going to talk about it and tell their friends. And uh, you know, and I I've learned uh, I feel somewhat uncomfortable doing it, but I've kind of got over it. I don't have a problem. Uh, somebody will go. Because one of them's going to get it, and they're, they're going to go. You know, this is so nice. I can take this home and uh, take it home and heat it up, and I've got supper for the family. I don't have to, you know, I've got a good wholesome supper and everything, and I I sure appreciate that. It's not going to hurt anything to say, you know, if you really like that, if you wouldn't mind putting that on Instagram or Facebook, I'd sure appreciate it. Right, right. I mean, just ask. And and nine times out of ten they'll go, oh, sure. And there and I never boom. thought about that. There you go. Well, and that's and that's back to kind of how I saw. That's what brought up the entire conversation about the Texas Roadhouse meals. Was I was scrolling through TikTok, and here's this gal, and she's a single gal, and she's going and buying this thing every week. And I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, well, I don't go to the grocery store and have to meal prep on Sunday all week long. I go to Texas Roadhouse and pick up one of these value meals and that's four meals for her. And I can take the chicken breast and I can put different sauce on it. I can do whatever and make it a different sure. variety of a meal, but took care of all their thing. And so I'm sitting there going in the back of my mind, I'm going, okay, is this, is this realistic or is this paid? Because that's kind of one of my, in social media, the world is full of paid people pushing product. And, and Agreed. Hey, Agreed. I'm one of them, right? Smithfield's paid me for years right. to influence people about barbecue. Exactly. But now, but I, I'm not sure if you knew or not. I knew, I know a little bit about the barbecue space. Right. But there's people out there that know nothing about the subject. Exactly. But they make really nice videos and they make really nice posts and they make a lot of money doing it. Make a friggin' lot of a money. A lot of money doing it. A lot of money doing it. And they really have no profound, but it's not even having the resume. It's the perceived knowledge sure. that they have. Sure. Right? Of doing it. And so it's kind of decipher through the bullshit of who's paying somebody to say something or what's actually authentic and, re and authentic and real. I, I agree right? with you. There's times you look at something and it's like, then you get to thinking, does this guy really know what he's talking about? Or is he just pulling smoke up your butt? You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that. I, I try and skim through that. 
you know, Keith Lee, I was listening to a, a David Chang podcast yeah. this morning, one of my favorite ones to listen to. And, and they were talking about Keith Lee and how authentic he is of how he's not trying to showboat or whatever. He just, and now he's gotten so popular that he can't even go into the place of business. He has to send his wife and daughters in to actually get the food. And so they go to get the food and then he does a, a food review out in the car. Okay. And and he's not always given the best review. I watched a pizza one from New York City. He was in New York City, but I'm sure people are paying him to come to Atlanta, come to New York City and whatever. But it's one thing that, but it's pretty authentic stuff, right? Right. He's just a, he's a guy that is going to tell you what's on his mind. He's never going to bash anybody. He may tell you it's not the best he ever had, but he's never going to bash anybody. Not so. trash it out completely. Yeah. So pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Marketing's always, like I said, you've, you've always been to me a lot better at marketing than I have. I've just never taken the amount of time sure. to do it. I'm not very good at self-promotion and you don't do a lot of self-promotion, but a lot of people out there just open up your Facebook. There's a lot oh. of people that are 100% self-promotion and they ain't got no guts or behind them. You know, there's just, yeah, they don't have anything to back them up on it. So, right. So that's, that's the world we live in. Um, other than that, you know, spending a little more time on this, uh, AI artificial intelligence, trying to you, do data analysis. How are you coming along on that? Um, it didn't get a lot of time to spend on it. Uh, you know, my buddy Seth, he sent me, a um, cause you have to ask it questions, right. And right. you don't on how good the answer is on how good you ask the question. So he sent me a YouTube video that I've watched twice that I need to watch about 10 more times before it sinks in about um, how to ask the question. Right. So that you get the right answer because I got this huge amount of data and all I'm trying to do is parse it. I'm just trying to trying to parse it. So lots of lots of parse things, it. but parse overall. It. What, do you mean, what, what do you mean by parse it? Well, I'm trying to parse it. So take, for instance, Take if I take my uh, product mix, right? Uh huh. And so if I open up a product mix for Smoky D's, I you know let's just take brisket for example. I sell a brisket sandwich, um, which shows up on the product mix, but I show um, I I may serve brisket in tacos. I may serve brisket on a, on one of three or four platters. If you get a whole pit, you get a if you get brisket on it, even though it doesn't say brisket. So you got all this briskets hidden in 50 different modifiers, right? Okay. So if I all serve right. brisket 50 different ways, well, I need to know how much brisket I sold. So I have to take this immense amount of data and try and say how much brisket. Well, okay, if it says brisket sandwich, that's one. If it says pound of brisket, that's three portions. If it sends a whole pit, that's one portion. And so trying to take this immense amount of data to figure out how much brisket I sell every pounds, day. How many pounds of brisket you right? actually sell. How many pounds I sell every day. But then take it even further saying, how many, take me the last 15 weeks of brisket and tell me, or the last six weeks of brisket or whatever, and tell me how many briskets I've sold or how much brisket pounds have I sold on average on every Tuesday. And so oh, if you okay. think about the immense amount of data it's just hard to get through. I mean, you could keep a full, in a restaurant our size, you could keep a full-size data analyst busy trying to figure this out. And I'm trying to solve that issue with artificial intelligence. So we're getting there. 
um, it's able to do some analysis, but um, I need to learn how to answer the questions in the right way or ask them in the right way. Yep. But other than that, I'm back to, uh, I'm back to the uh, Des Moines here tomorrow and start implementing some of this stuff and trying to, you know, just, Got a lot of our platter before the end of the year, and I've already scheduled another thinking trip down here to be able to uh, maybe get out of the cold a little bit, but work no, on the no, system. That's no. that's always that's always super important. Got to work on the system. Yeah, I did the I did one thing that I've never done before. Wow, what's that? Sherry's net limit. I booked a one way ticket to Florida. Get out. I I did. We were talking about, well, when should we go back? And when I was say, I tell you what, I'm just going to book a one-way ticket for us. She goes, what? I said, yeah, we'll just book another one home. It ain't cheaper. Doesn't matter. So I got a one-way just ticket to Florida. One-way ticket to paradise. Isn't there a song like that? And I, I don't know. Oh, Probably. I think there is. I'll, I'll, yeah. put, I'll put it into my chat, GBT or Google or something, figure that out. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. You well, got a, you I got to cater, and yeah, I got to go wrap I, some ribs. I got a catering to get ready for this evening and uh, do an on-site deal for them. So uh, I think that's about it. So That's about it. And since we don't have to say anything in closing because Emma's got her sweet voice, her mom so, sent me a message. Doesn't she just have a sweet voice? Voice I'm of like, an are angel. you her agent? Voice of an angel. Yeah, <clears throat> I know. But so anyway. Hey, guys. Emma here. Sounds like I'm coming back for this part indefinitely. So for all my fans out there, I've missed you. I'm happy to be back. Uh, I just wanted to say follow us on social media. We are at Cue the Mic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Twitter X, whatever you call it. We are also on YouTube at Cue the Mic Pod. You can uh, like our videos, comment, subscribe to our channel. That would be huge. Um, and also hit the notification bell so you guys get notified every Monday when new episodes drop. And if you haven't yet, rate our show. Rate the guys. Let us know how they're doing. Uh, we love feedback. And, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. So until next time, we'll see you And all. if you like it, tell somebody. If you don't like it, call my marketing guy, Randy. Yeah, call me, and I'll just tell you to go piss up a rope. <laughs> until you know, next nobody, time and, nobody, and you never said anything about my backdrop my my oh. new uh the, my new room i'm in yeah i'm here, down let in me the show, basement let me show you your backdrop if you're on youtube he's got it let me show you my backdrop okay there's the pool and there's the smoker with the ribs going and i'm down in a finished state, night, in our finished basement that it, are you or are you in your office See, that's the thing. Nobody knows. I'm in my office. I got all the junk covered it looks, up. So it it looks good, except for I record my podcast at a different place every week. So you got to drag all your junk but with you. I drag all my junk with me. All right. Okay. Everybody, take care. Until next time. See you. Okay. All. See ya. Bye. Bye.